What's up, nerds? And welcome to your weekly dose of all that is pop culture and nerdum with your three favorite fat nerds. That's right, it's time for the flagship Three Fat Nerds Podcast, better known as 3FN. And as always, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, still obviously battling that uh, horrible, horrible New York Comic Con hangover because I'm, I'm a little phlegmy, as you can tell. Uh, and of course, I'm joined, as I am each and every week, by my compadres. First up, he is the newly elected mayor of the imaginary town of Haddonfield, Illinois. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ron. What's happening? And of course, he's the man <clears throat> that doesn't need an introduction. Yet, he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hashtag Big Natty Cool, hashtag Mad Dog Strong Style, hashtag Challenge Accepted, hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang, and he is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Ladies and gentlemen, he's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old fat ginger bearded feller. He is Diesel. I kind of miss my beard right now. <laughs> I know. You went back to the, the little uh, Van Dyke, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Little, little, little Fu Manchu almost. Fu oh. Manchu. Did you hear the uh, singer Smash Mouth is leaving for medical reasons, too? Yes, I've heard that. Smash Mouth is done. And ICP, conspiracy, same Ooh. guy. No. <laughs> well, we, there's been that conspiracy for a long time. Of course, uh, uh, the ICP news broke a couple months ago yeah. during the gathering, so... Interesting, interesting. There could, where there's smoke, there could very well be fire. Speaking of which, Diesel, how has been your week? What have you been up to? <laughs> it's been a rough <laughs> last couple of days. Uh, don't get food poisoning, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't don't trust uh, the Chinese places around here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't double down two nights in a row. No, never. <laughs> I don't know why you ate Chinese buffet, sketchy Chinese buffet, two nights in a row. I don't yeah. want to know. And uh, seemed we'll like leave a it good at idea at the time. It wasn't. Ah, uh, yeah, obviously not. Ronald, how's your past week been? Uh, it's been all right. Vacation week, so, you know, did absolutely nothing. Uh, went to the Wednesday group as normal. Uh, finally got out of that stupid library. Uh, so you found somebody to read the map? Yeah, well, we got the curse lifted. That's ah, how it's okay, there you go. And <clears throat> we still had the curse. The curse came off the map. We haven't c- cured the s- character that has the curse to not read maps yet. <laughs> Aha. I, I mean, I have removed curse now. Because, you know, cleric and praying and all that stuff. But I don't think I've officially cast it on him yet. So we think find it more hilarious that he can't read maps. That so, is kind of fun. But, yeah, so we're, move, we're moving on to the next book. Uh, it, it was a story. I mean, we destroyed the library because it was falling after we got done with it because it was up in the air. So uh, so we can't go back there either. <laughs> ah, there you go. As one does. Well, my week has not been as eventful. I, finally, after going to New York Comic Con, having way too much fun, and probably uh, coming back with a little bit of the con crud, I am now slowly kind of over the sleepiness. Because it took pretty much all week for me to get back to feeling kind of normal and not tired. 
now I'm just uh, ailing from the wrist and also just kind of hanging in there, doing a lot of cool things. If you're on Patreon, you knew about my uh, Popeye's plight this weekend. <laughs> uh, outside of that, that was probably the only exciting thing because I, I just rested. I was like, I'm not doing anything. Oh, you know, I, I did Horror Zone and I and I recorded the the review for Halloween Kills. Anywhere you get great podcasts by searching Horror Zone 607. Uh, other than that, I just watched football and did some housework, laundry and such. And uh, so uneventful week. But very muchly needed after spending five days in New York City. So uh, now, with that being said, though, uh, we want to hear about your weeks. We want to hear about what you guys are up to. And, of course, you can do that by hitting us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it. Of course, all that information and so much more is at 8122productions.com, including the link to the, uh, the T Public store. The link to uh, twitch.tv slash 607 podcast. And of course, the link if you would like to support us monetarily, patreon.com slash 8122productions for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content. And uh, it's just definitely worth it. Of course, if you had the $3 tier this month, you're getting an exclusive shirt. By the way, if you haven't sent me your shirt size yet after I send you a message, please make sure you get it so we can get the orders in. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to throw it and call everybody out right now on it. But uh, with that being said, uh, all those links, by the way, if you don't remember them, are down in the description of the podcast below. Go ahead and hit that hyperlink. I'll take you directly to whatever you need. And uh, that's all we got in the opening plugs. Look at that. I, I, I narrowed it down pretty good, Diesel. <laughs> I'm getting better at this narrowing down all my plugs. Well, with that being said, let's jump in hot because we got a lot to talk about this week. And it's time for this week's edition of... The Nerd News. That's right. Breaking it in there. And, of course, the big thing that went down this week, DC Fandom. And before we chat about DC Fandom, which went down this past Saturday, it started at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It was four hours live. Then you could watch the replay. Of course, you could just go through their YouTube channel and get the highlights. And, of course, they broke down all the trailers and stuff, which we're going to talk about in a minute after. But my one problem with it is... Just like Netflix when they did the da dum, literally the name of it. I didn't know if you knew that or not, Diesel. Uh, just like those announcements, I don't like this. Now that we're going cons back, New York Comic Con happened in person. We are getting a San Diego Comic Con kind of like the original con, time for con was over, but they're doing it around Thanksgiving. So they're actually doing a, a San Diego Comic Con proper in person. Why are we doing these announcements on the internets anymore? And I get, like, some people will be like, well, it cuts down spending and stuff. But, yeah, man, there is nothing better than releasing that footage to, like, a Hall H or, in the case of, like, me at New York Comic Con, on the Empire stage when they showed us Ghostbusters Afterlife in its entirety. Like, I just think this is a missed opportunity for buzz because, yes, you get the internet buzz. But wouldn't it be better if you had all these people in a room that were buzzing for you hardcore and creating those moments? Or is it just me? I'm going to go to you first, Ron. Do you think that this is a better thing for them to keep doing on the internet? Or would you prefer them to go back in person or go to the conventions like New York Comic Con? DC could have done all this at Com New York Comic Con. What would you? Th what do you think? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do it in New York, New York Comic Con. I mean, it's only a week difference. Like, it makes no sense to me other than... They're still worried about COVID, I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But here's the thing. They would have been, they, it wouldn't have been on them. It would have been on Repop, who yeah. put on New York Comic Con. And I yeah. mean, they would have been able to unleash all of this between the main stage and the Empire stage. And yeah. it would have, people would have gone nuts. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they did. I'm, but we, there's a lot of decisions DC makes that we don't understand. So <laughs> I guess we just got to file it underneath that. 
I agree. Uh, Diesel, your take on what I said. I'll, I'll actually play devil's advocate on this one. The only th- reason I can think DC wouldn't do it at New York Comic Con is just because there's so much stuff going on that weekend. It gets lost in the shuffle. This way, it's all highlighted. Plus, you don't know where it's going to be placed. Like, you might put your the Batman trailer up, but then they show you Ghostbusters. What are you going to talk about? Well, I mean, you'd be talking about both still. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, it, but you now you got to compete with people talking about Ghostbusters. And, like, that's the only reason I can think of it is, like, doing all DC all weekend where I'm not competing against Funimation. I'm not competing against, you know, every other company that's putting stuff out. Well, the nice part about Comic-Con this year was without the heavy hitters of DC and Marvel and Funko showing up and, and some other brands, uh, it gave a lot of time to shine to some smaller places like Funimation, and they really did shine. But here's what I'm going to say, because I know you play the devil's advocate argument. Let's say that they're not part of New York Comic Con. Why wouldn't you try to do some kind of in-person thing? Maybe your own thing. Like, IE in the past, before, I know they did it digitally last year, but Disney has always done D23, and there's always been people there. Mm -hmm. Not as many as New York Comic Con, but it was starting to grow before they obviously had to kind of cut it off, and they did it on the internet. I do not know if they're doing internet only this year, or if they're going to do it in person when they do it, but uh, why wouldn't you at least maybe try to, like, get a little haul and do it in there, and do it live? Yeah, that I don't understand. Like, again, this is just DC and, like, eh. All I know is I'm happy that all this stuff came out because holy fuck. But, right. yeah, the, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to share or maybe they just needed that last week to f- put some finishing touches up on everything. Maybe. I mean, I know a couple things wrap production this week, actually. So maybe they were. that's a little bit of the case. Like, maybe not drop the whole Monty, but, like, Definitely like show the first look of Shazam or something like that at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Well, I wish they would have brought something. Yeah. Like, because they could have brought some of the smaller news. They didn't have to bring the Batman trailer, but it would have been cool if they brought some of the smaller news to New York Comic Con, considering the fact that DC operates out of New York City. Yeah. Same as Marvel. Marvel uses New York City. They didn't bring anything. And that was kind of like disheartening to some. But once again, it was a successful con. New York Comic Con was a blast. So I don't see a problem. I just think it's weird that these companies aren't going after that huge pot because in the past, that's what makes the difference. Think about it. Some of these smaller announcements would have not gotten lost in the shuffle. And I gave this example to Ken M when me, me and him were talking separately about this while we were watching football on Sunday. I said, listen, remember when they announced Blade was coming back and Hall H? Mm-hmm. I was like, I guarantee it wouldn't have gotten the pop that it got if it wasn't for the fact that right before they mentioned that, they had just announced that X-Men and Fantastic Four were rejoining the MCU. So it was kind of like it was built off of this release in the room. So even a smaller announcement, because let's be honest, Blade is definitely a smaller character than the X-Men or the Fantastic Four or even a Spider-Man or anything else that we've seen from the MCU. I mean, it has its, it has its fans, but it's not like one of those like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. That would be like me and Ron lying. It'd be, we love Moon Knight, but Moon Knight is not as big of a deal as those things. No. You know what I mean? So when you sandwich Moon Knight in between... The phase, the phase four movies like they yeah. did at that same announcement, and even using that as an yeah. example, it made you more excited for those properties. And I think that that's where you where you need that room because that energy of the room makes the people get excited. Now you're really relying on the fans of the property to go, oh, this is cool, this is cool, this is cool. Because listen, everything got, uh, well, we'll talk about it last, but let's be honest, everything got outshadowed or was put in the shadow by the Batman trailer. Yes. Like, that was, like, let's be honest, it was going through fandom, they had a lot of great announcements, but the the Batman trailer won the day. 
Like, there's no way... There, if somebody thinks that it didn't, then that means you're just a fan of whatever you were a fan of. Because the majority of people, if you made them vote on it, and I saw some polls put up by some of our podcasting friends that were very high. What is the best thing from Fandom? And uh, the Batman was winning at like 85%, yes. 90% on some of those polls. Can we review the tapes on how many people hated Robert Pattinson? Dude, um, once again, <laughs> uh, uh, dude, all day, all day, all day. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. There's a lot of stuff. Remember how many people hated Ben Affleck when yep. he was Batman, but now we have the Snyderverse guys? By the way, this Snyderverse army was out in force. Yes, they, they did not shit on it, though. They were like, well, you know, they gave us some other stuff. Well, we're hoping there's still enough stuff for the Snyderverse. Guys, newsflash. They did a few months ago. They said it was done. Yes. <laughs> That's why they didn't mention it. Snyderverse army. You either have to go away or get real mad because that's it. They disassemble. already said. I'm just saying, you either disassemble or you avenge. One of the two. One of the two because it's either Avengers assemble or Avengers assemble. One of the two has to happen with you guys because the reason they didn't talk about it is months ago they told us that that was done. Remember, we covered it. We weren't happy about it either. They did it right when the iron was hot, too, for the Snyderverse, yes. which was dumb. Oh, but so dumb. I digress. Let's go ahead, though, and d- jump into what they did talk about at Fandom. And I'm going to start off with uh, some animated news. Of course, we know we're getting Young Justice. That was cool to see, like little snippets of that. But I think that the animated news was definitely owned by the Cape Crusader TV show coming to HBO Max, I do believe. Yes. So there yes. you go. They, they didn't give us a ton about it because obviously it's still in development. But uh, we do know that it's coming soon and they're working on it. And the images they showed, whoo, I'm in. Yeah, I'm fucking in. By the way, from the creators of Batman the Animated Series, yeah. if you guys were wondering. So they're taking the helm of the Cape Crusader once again. And I'm all for it. Are you in, Ron? Because oh. I know me and you are big fans of DC. No, yeah, always. Uh, I'd watch this all day. Like. Young Justice is just as good. I just I didn't finish the last season because I've been watching everything else, but it's still there. And it's the fact that they were getting basically the continuation story of you know the animated series is amazing to me because Batman and Robin, like it or not, wasn't nearly as good, but it was okay. But I'm good with this all day. Diesel, what did you think? I know you're not as big into the animated shows, but oh no, I love Batman the animated series. Well, yeah. So this is just like. The continuation of that, just take my money, just flat out. Like I will watch everything yeah. you put out there. Yeah, I'm I'm all in for this, yeah. and I'm also in for Young Justice. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I just think if you're going to say one all shine, the other Batman did win the day, even yes. in animated. Uh, next up, let's talk about the movie that probably got the most lost in the shovel, and that, of course, was the little bit of footage we saw from the Shazam sequel. Uh, ironically enough, it got outshined because of a little bit of footage, and I mean a little bit of footage. They called it a teaser. It wasn't a teaser. (laughs) A little bit of footage we saw from Black Adam. Yes. Uh, Once again, these two, I don't get, I don't, first of all, I don't get the theory on this. These two are connected at the hip. Shazam, Black Adam, connected at the hip. I have a theory, and I want to throw it out there after we've seen all this. Well, in fact, I should, first of all, what is your guys' takes on the two teasers we saw for Shazam and Black Adam. And once again, I loosely call them teasers because they were just kind of like costume stuff and it was it wasn't full on. Well, the Shazam was more behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah and then, and then they they fickled in a couple yeah. things to make it kind of a trailer ass thing. Right. Um you basically saw the Shazam family uh, all superhero size up, you know, you didn't you had a couple uh little scenes when they weren't and so but you saw the villains. You saw Cersei and uh, I forget the other name off the top of my head. Her, uh, Calypso, or maybe it was Calypso, not Cersei. And yeah. uh, her, it begins with an H. Um, drawing a blank, sorry. Um, but like you saw enough there, and then you saw a battle torn suit. You saw 
uh, Shazam in, like, half the suit's black, so it's obviously been fire damage or something. And then they just toss out a bunch of mythical creatures. They're just like, well, we're going to have this. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. And it's just like, they didn't show any of that stuff because it was still drawing renderings that they were showing. But I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in on that. Like, it's called Fury of the Gods for a reason. Uh, the Black Adam thing, uh, yeah, just take my money. <laughs> that was just rocking the suit pretty much. Yeah, but still, it was the, the Raiden fatality. Yeah, the the Black Adam tasting was great because it just shows something happening. He gets unlocked. He shows up. Guy approaches him. Big mistake. And you get that iconic scene of him like just drawing all the life force out of him and the skeleton crumpling. Yeah. Awesome. And then they take shots at him. And he's like, catches one of the bullets. Fucks a bullet. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Drops it and just lays weight. I, your our first look at the rock is Black Adam. Oh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm going to say that I like both of the quote unquote teasers myself, but I will say this: I am a little leery. I said this to Ken M as well when I was talking to him. I'm going to say this out loud: I am nervous about this Black Adam movie because I feel like they're 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 doing a DC trick of pay attention to the rock, pay attention to the rock of the suit because this movie's going to fucking suck. And that's that's my that's my fear of it because think about it they've done this in the past to us too many times where they're like pay attention oh look at that's what you want to see right and then over here <laughs> we're gonna play sleight of hand and the movie is bad I've gone on the limb and said if it wasn't because it's not quite a full year since it came out if it wasn't for Venom let there be carnage Wonder Woman eighty four would be the worst comic book movie of the year yeah if it wasn't for Venom let there be carnage so DC has only been outdone by Sony. <laughs> and that's not a good place to ever be. Because Sony, hmm, <laughs> questionable on every front. But uh, I, once again, I hope it's good. I liked what we saw, but there's just something in me that's like, man, they are focusing way too much on The Rock. And I get it. He's the star. But like, they're not like giving you anything mm-hmm. like else. And I mean, maybe they're just trying to tease us along, and yeah. that's fine. But it does make me question, like, man, maybe they just want me to get that good rock hard, man hard crush on the rock in the suit, like you said. And the substance just won't be there. Right. It's Aquaman all over again. Yes, I'm pretty fine with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I mean, they didn't show you Dr. Fate. They didn't show you Adam Nobody Smasher. Cares. They Nobody didn't cares. show you Cyclone. Nobody cares. We have Black and, Adam. Uh, we have The Rock looking like a Hawkman. goddamn Hawkman. Greek god. And it gets everyone's dicks hard. <laughs> hey, I, I, dude, I'm with you. I dude, just, that scene of him just crushing that thing, awesome. That's all well, I needed was, right He's now. using lightning powers and, and, and frying them like Raiden does, but that's besides the point. <laughs> well, there's two more things I was going to talk about from DC Fandom. Obviously, you guys know the last, but before we get to that, we got to the mythical beast that was the Flash movie, <laughs> 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 which has been, by the way, the, I, I got I to gotta credit up the internet uh, and, and tell them when you're looking it up, it has been since 2004. Young Padawan J has informed me, 2004 is when the they started talking about this Flash movie, and it has been now till then. To, you know, when here we've had some people moving. Obviously, it is now being directed. The last director has been attached to it, and is going to be made by is Andy Muschietti, who came off of it, Chapter One and Two. Very, very good at what he does. However, <laughs> let's be honest. This little Flash teaser. The only takeaway is that you hear Michael Keaton's voice in the cowl. Yes. <laughs> that is that is it. That is the only takeaway that I heard anybody talk about. Am I, did I admit, am I just so Batman blind because I love Batman? Is there anything else that I should be thinking about? Because the internet and me seem to only focus on that. And did I miss something, guys? 
the only thing I got was when people pointing out certain like they they took every scene and paused it and analyzed everything on it. Was there you know the second Flash is has the Batman Flash logo together on his costume, so it's like okay, <laughs> you know like. They're, I think they're trying too hard. Well, we all know that they're doing Flashpoint. Yes, that is the storyline. Which Diesel? How are you? Are you about the the cosmic uh, treadmill? Because I know that you're never a fan of the cosmic treadmill. If they they can just completely bypass the cosmic treadmill and just stay in the vein of reality, if you will, when it comes to the speed force, you don't need a goddamn cosmic tre- tre- treadmill. But like this one seemed very lackluster. Yeah, like well, the everything except for. The cowl, and then what you're assuming is the Batmobile underneath the uh, the cover, yeah, and you hear and you hear Michael Keaton's yeah. voice, yeah. and you're just like, eh, yeah, I, I don't know, the Arrowverse, uh, Grant Gustin, they've already done it better, so I don't know if I really need this in my life. Although there is people who are who are analyzing, although it would be the wrong costume, but it doesn't matter. Uh, that uh, possibly the cowl, because we see it from behind, is Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Because there was rumors that he is coming back yeah. for this movie. I yeah, there's multiple something. Batman. Yeah. yeah, I heard. I heard that he put on the cowl and and Michael Keaton did too, and they got emotional. I don't know how true that is. Right, dive in, the source wasn't great, so I didn't dive into it. Right, yeah. that's my point. There's a lot of rumors going around, but I I was like, well, it's a it's the wrong cowl for that, but that doesn't mean different. That doesn't mean shit. Let's be honest. Anyways, let's get down to it finally. You know, we've waited long enough. We've teased the, the listeners long enough. Obviously, the main event, the piece, the everything, the reason people watched, because they let you know right up front what you were getting. We got the official, I know they called it Trailer 2. The other one was a teaser trailer. This is technically, in my opinion, this is Trailer 1 for The Batman coming out this upcoming March is when it's slated to come out. Uh, if your dick wasn't hard before, how hard is your dick now, Diesel? Dude, fuck Bluetooth. (laughs) Put this on loop and Bluetooth no more. Oh, Oh. this trailer looked amazing. Kind of that side glimpse of uh, Paul Dano really got me going. I was like, I I love Paul Dano. So I was like, then uh, Colin Farrell, like, Uh, dude, everything. Dude, Colin Farrell's penguin is fucking great. That that, the three, three and a half seconds, maybe we see, maybe even less, two and a half seconds. The two scenes we see, like. So quick, but you're just like, uh, yeah, why didn't we do this before? Dude, I was questioning that the whole time until I would this trailer. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I also dug uh, Zoe Kravitz as as Catwoman. I thought that looked really good. Uh, They did a great job with that. And I definitely, definitely am am feeling Andy Serkis as as Alfred because we got our first glimpses of real full-on glimpse of him and he looked good yeah he looked he kind of looked like the Jeremy Irons type and I we needed that I wanted another if you're hand in heaven's Andy Serkis I want another badass Alfred because I like the Jeremy Irons Alfred because I like a badass Alfred I mean Alfred wants special forces for for damn he's damn near James Bond okay (laughs) uh but uh once again I was had a fear and I know why we talked about this last week a little bit I had a fear that they were going to show all Riddler all the time in this, and I was really ups- going to be upset about that because I was like, man, that is the one ace in a hole that you guys have won me over with more than anything. I liked how Pattinson looked in the teaser as Bruce Wayne. I liked how he looked as Batman. That carries on to this trailer, obviously. Looks very good. My problem was I didn't want to see too much of the Riddler because I think that that is the most unique take we've ever had on one of the most popular Batman characters that still doesn't get his due. Because in a lot of ways, the Riddler has never had that gigantic, big, 
uh, arc. He's never had that, you know, a lot of fans of him, mostly based upon the Batman 66 television show. Yes. And I mean, in the comics, he's had arcs, don't get me wrong, but he's never surpassed like the Joker and stuff, even though the fans love the Riddler. And now we're getting this dark, unique take on the Riddler, which I'm here for. I love this duct tape serial killer Riddler. Yeah. I think this is amazing. And I didn't want to see too much of it. And I had that fear. And guess what? They made me happy with not giving us, because like you said, we got a little side view of Paul Dano. We got the, uh, the the question mark in the coffee cup, which was fucking awesome. And then outside of that, we got a couple scenes of real quick glimpses of him in the duct tape again. Yeah. And that's all I needed. All I needed. Uh, and also, the new Batmobile, knowing this is year one and they're using a Dodge Charger, looked badass. I don't care. I thought it was great. And that is how you end a trailer, too. The upside-down walk, because, you know, this is from the, I'm assuming, uh, Falcone's perspective. Yeah. Holy shit. That's how you put on the uh, the Batman and have him walking through that. Holy shit. That yeah. was great. This trailer is a great partner. And a lot of times they don't do this in trailers. You know, they're, they're, they just give shit away and stuff. But I love how this partnered perfectly with the teaser. Because in the teaser trailer, we got little glimpses. We got everything. And then we got to see the one thing that everybody wanted to see. Because everybody questioned how badass Panson would be. And if you remember in the teaser, we get the I am vengeance scene where he just yeah. beats the shit out of uh, the, those clown henchmen, if you will. Uh, juggalos, for lack of a better term. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, uh, he, uh, he, he beats the shit out of him. And you're just like, oh, my God. He... He gets it. And that was what really, I think, started to sell people on Pattinson. In this trailer, they showed a lot of more of the artsy, kind of like, almost like the feels. And I thought that was really cool, that they, they it partnered well. We got to, in the first one, to showcase that, yes, Robert Pattinson can play Bruce Wayne in Batman, which we all, here at this table, we all were happy about it to begin with. Yeah. But there was a lot of people questioning it, and that put that to rest. This trailer shows that, oh, shit, this is a real Batman movie, and it looks good. I'm going to say it's, it's it looks as dark as – it looks darker than the than the Christopher Nolan movies, and it is probably on par with being as dark as the Tim Burton films, which were darker than the Nolan films. But I think this is going to be way more violent, and it does look like Batman's catching a couple bodies in this trailer. Yeah. Dude, the fact that we just watched Batman get gunned down and just keep coming. Oh, yeah. Holy Dude, shit. Dude, I love how that looked, too. That yeah. looks amazing. Oh, my God. Instead of doing the typical jumping from side yeah. to side stuff, him just walking walking in, like, oh I'll my, take it. I'll yeah. take it. Dude, it was badass. Yeah, that, that trailer was amazing. And then you have a serial killer as your, your head villain. Yeah. Because, like, they, they, they do not shy away. The Riddler is a serial killer. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. I can't wait to see all of this. It's, yes. it's amazing. Once again, I, I thought that this trailer, once again, we got to see the eclipses of all the of villains, except for we still have only had the tiny glimpse of, of Paul Dano as the Riddler, and I that needs to be a thing. Yes. I do not want them to ruin that. I want that to be the, the, the big thing coming in no matter what. But I love the fact that we got to see Zoe Kravitz. She looked great as Catwoman. And, dude, Colin Farrell. Dude, dude oh, Colin Farrell. Farrell. If you would have told me that Colin Farrell was going to be like the pretty much the quintessential pe penguin, I'd been like, no, yeah. like he doesn't fit the bill. And then you see this, and you're like, oh dude, shit! The whole car chasing, and he's like, that's what that's what you get. I got you, I got you, and you're just like, yep, that's that's the penguin all the way. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see the Batmobile jump through the fire, and he's just like, oh shit! <laughs> like yeah. I'm sold. Yeah, I. We were already all in on this movie, yeah. but that trailer, holy shit, just just keep giving us this. 
like we're, we are there night one. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We were there anyways, but now we're definitely all all fucking day. I I, I, I love it so much. But yeah, overall, I'm going to say this: DC Fandom was a success. I do wish they would have done it in front of a live crowd, though, because I think some of those smaller announcements that we kind of just glimpsed over, which were cool, I think they would have looked a lot better in front of the live crowd. I, I, I could have only imagined seeing a live crowd seeing the Black Adam teaser. Yeah. I think oh. that would have been that would have gone over like gangbusters. And they could have shown that on social media, the crowd going, oh! Yeah. Or even the Batman trailer. Like, it, it says for itself. Could you imagine a room full, like I was in the Empire stage or Hall H or anything like that, and the, they show the Batman trailer and the crowd's like, oh! Yeah. As you see the different things in that trailer? I mean, that's why I think that it is so important to have that going down. That's just my opinion and my take. But once again, I'm excited for everything that they launched. Although... With the exception of the Batman, which I think is going to be very good, everything else is on bated breath because it is DC at the end of the day. True. And uh, I won't get my hopes up too much. Well, let's jump into some other news because we have a few other stories before we kick it to the break and, of course, the second half of the show. And uh, we got our first look today at some of the cast from Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Of course, he's rebooting that into a movie form. And surprise, surprise, it's Sherry Moon Zombie looking like Sherry Moon Zombie in a Rob Zombie film. <laughs> trying, uh, trying to be a lily monster or whatever. Yeah, I mean, so far that he hasn't white trashed them up, so I'm ex- I'm excited about that. <laughs> but outside of that, uh, I, I there's some people that are super excited about this, and I, I'm just not. There's something like honestly, with the exception of Lords of Salem, I do not like Sherry Moon Zombie in movies. Yeah, I don't think she's very good. I understand why she's there because it's his wife. But that's, I feel like I feel like we could have gone somewhere somebody different. Uh, what are your guys takes on just the first look? Once again, it was just a picture, but yeah. it is what it is. I, I, yeah. I have no hopes for this <laughs> whatsoever. Once again, at least they're not white trash yet. And I mean, like it's better than the TV series that they tried to do when they brought back Jerry O'Connor as uh, Herman Monster. There, that was fucking a horrible idea. So whatever. It's Rob Zombie, so somebody's going to kill somebody somewhere in it. Yeah, it looks all right, but like in the whole creepy oddball family genre, like I was never a Monsters fan. I was always, when it compared the two, always Adam's family over the Monsters. So like seeing this get a reboot, like, yeah, that's cool. Not my thing. Like, sign me up for Adam's family. Like, Wednesday, come on. Can't wait. This, eh. I agree. I, I'm actually, yeah. I agree. All right, let's jump into something I'm I am excited about as a collectible guy. I like I like toys. Of first of all, if anybody wants to send me uh, Toonie, uh, the uh, Toonie Terrors, uh, you know you can always send those three fat nerds and care of Dragon Master Games, twelve thirty five Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York, one three nine zero five. I do accept gifts. I'm just throwing it out there because I am trying to build my Toonie Terrors collection. I have the Freddy Krueger one and I have the old school Pennywise one. Uh, I, I'm trying to buy them at not the internet rates. Yeah. So I've been trying to find them at Target and at uh, Walmart, which I have obviously a couple times. But uh, if you guys would like to send me a gift, that's it's always <laughs> it's always it's always welcome. Uh, but here's another welcoming gift we are getting from uh, Playmates, which they just put out a great line reline of uh, the Ninja Turtle toys. Now they are doing Ninja Turtles versus Cobra Kai packs. Yes, that's right. Two packs, and you can order them for pre-order now on Amazon. Are you ready to hear what two packs you can order right now? Oh, Jesus. First up is you have a Mikey versus Daniel LaRusso two-pack. <laughs> you have a Donatello versus Johnny Lawrence two-pack. You have a Raphael versus John Kreese two-pack. 
And that you can order on Amazon and Walmart. I just want to throw that out. So that must be a Walmart one as well. And then the last one only on Amazon, you have uh, Leonardo versus Miguel Diaz two-pack. So those are the two packs that they have launched. Uh, how do you guys feel about a toy collectible crossover? <laughs> I like the idea of a, the, the crossover because, you know, it's all based in the karate world and all that. It's definitely, you know, out there. Some of their pairings are a little off. I do like uh, Raphael versus Kreese. I think yes. that's a perfect one. The Leonardo versus Miguel seems a little off, and yeah. so does Donatello versus Johnny. Yeah. Like, I, I would have put Leonardo with Johnny. Uh, yep. Leonardo with Johnny. I'd probably go with Michelangelo with uh, Miguel, and yes. then by basis of uh, elimination. Uh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put Miguel in there, personally, but that's just me. <laughs> well. Yeah, <laughs> like like, it's interesting. It's, I mean, at least they're not forcing April O'Neil versus one of the two girls. Yeah, like at least they're not forcing that. Like, um, or, or do a, a very nice special and in tribute of Pat Morita. Do like a Splinter versus Mr. Miyagi. That, that would be cool. That that would be a cool one. That would that'd be cool. It, it's a cool crossover. It like, is. It's just it's cheeky. It's fun, and it appeals to all all the audiences. I do yeah. think they missed out on one thing. They should have done uh, John Kreese versus the Shredder. They yeah. should have gone villain versus villain. Yeah. yeah. That's how I look at it. But then maybe again, you do Terry Silver versus the Shredder. No, no. And Series got, 2. You, yeah, you gotta, go with your two. Big, you gotta go with your big boy. I'm just saying, in <laughs> Series 2, you never know. Well, uh, we have got some news that is right up Ron's alley. Woo. That's right. As you guys know, Stars has... Uh, Gone out, Lionsgate and Stars is doing a television series on the Continental. Of course, it'll be a prequel to the John Wick movies. And we know how much Ron loves the John oh, Wick movies. So well, according to Deadline, today they have announced Mel Gibson has been cast in the Continental. The upcoming TV series from Lionsgate TV and Stars, the Lethal Weapon star is set to play a character named Cormac with little other information about that. Uh, so they have penned, but these are going to, the first season, by the way, is going to be three 90 minute episodes. So it doesn't really feel like it's kind of like a mini series more than it's a, a series, but they're calling it a series. Uh, how do you feel about the, them signing Mel Gibson on the dotted line? Hey, Mel's getting work again, baby. Everything is great in the world. <laughs> um, the not, I, I gotta be with, be honest and be with Ron on this one. Like not super excited for the continental TV show, but when you're bringing in some former like action stars, there's nobody better than you can get than Mel Gibson to fit into this. And I think it's a good fit. Ron. It's supposed to be Cormac, you said? Cormac. That's what it said. C-O-R-M-A-C, according to the article from right. Deadline. Hold on. <laughs> threw me offline on that one. I thought it sounded like another character from another show. That's why I'm throwing it. It's throwing no. me off. No, no but that's that's who they got. So no, it, it's, it's weird. It's, it's probably an original character because yeah. they haven't said anything else about it. But I'm just happy that Mel Gibson's getting yeah. work again. Uh, I did I did love his little Santa Claus movie there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, was, that was entertaining. It wasn't great, but it was entertaining. Yeah. But let's end the news on a positive note, ladies and gentlemen, because it has been announced today that the wait is over. The almost, what, we got to be at 40-plus year wait for this is over. Because about 40-some years ago, there's a little movie made by Mel Brooks called History of the World Part 1. And they promised us a part two, and we never got that. Well, today is the day because according to Variety, they have announced that Hulu has ordered a TV series based on History of the World Part 1. Here's the exact article. Here's the exact heading from 
Variety. History of the World Part 1 is finally getting a Part 2 with Hulu ordering a Variety series follow-up to the classic Mel Brooks comedy film Variety has learned exclusively. History of the World Part 2 is described as a sequel to the 1981 film. The film was made up of segments set during different periods of world history. Among those was the Stone Age, Ancient Rome, and the French Revolution. Like most of Brooks' work, it also featured musical numbers, including one about the Spanish Inquisition, of course, Jews in Space. Uh, but that was a tease for part two, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, Brooks is a writer and executive producer on the series, along with Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, Ike Bar- Barnaholtz, David Stassen, and Kevin Salter. There is no word yet on which world events the series will cover. Hulu has ordered eight episodes of the show. The writer's room is beginning in October, with production slated to begin in spring of 2022. Searchlight Television and 20th Century Fox will, or 20th Century Television, sorry, will produce. How are you thinking? This sounds like it's going to be cool. Although, Dude, it's in great hands. Nick yeah. Kroll and Wanda Sykes are both attached yeah. to this yes. as far as writers. Yeah. Although, I kind of wish we could mesh the last two stories we talked about. Well, let's get Mel Gibson in here. My question to you guys, though. Mel Brooks, we've talked about it before. A lot of his movies you could not remake in this cl- day and age. Can they stay true to History of the World Part 1? Well, balancing this unique world we live in in 2021, well, obviously this won't be coming out until 2023. Or are they hoping by 2023 the world may be ready for Jews in space, if you will? I, I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> I, that, that's, that's a really tough one. And like, especially if you've seen Mel Brooks recently. Like, He's very old, but he's very on point with the woke society as well. So I don't know... It's still going to be his vision, but his vision in 2021 now. Like The only thing I have faith in in this is when you see writing this is going to, in producing this, Nick Kroll and Wanda Sykes. And they both have no problems pushing the envelope. Yeah. So I feel like if he's just the executive producer and those two are heading up the writing room with writers and stuff and and, and hardcore producing this, I think this could still be super edgy because, once again, we know that both of them are willing to push the envelope. Yeah. Yeah. Wanda Sykes has always been amazing at that. She's very willing to push the envelope. And let's be honest, Nick Kroll, how much more envelope do you need to push when you have big mouth yeah Uh, it's it's just i don't know it'll still probably be edgy but i don't think it's going to be as edgy as we're hoping it's going to be no i don't think so either i mean it's going to be edgy for 2023 because like i said this if they're not if they're getting up in the spring of 2022 i wouldn't expect to see this until the fall or winter of 2023 at the earliest I'm just hoping that it's going to be good because, honestly, I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan, as you guys know. I am also a fan of History of the World Part 1. is one of my favorite movies he ever did, only behind Blazing Saddles, uh, and both of which are very inappropriate, but they're very funny. So, yeah, Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Can't wait for it. Well, with that being said, that is going to bring us to the end of the Nerd News. We are going to take a quick break. You are going to hear from one of our podcasting friends, but when we come back... We are going to go into the main event of the show. And, of course, that's Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. He's going to bring you the box office, the top three, and most importantly, the Diesel's Movie Club pick. And, of course, this week, staying on point, it will be our homage to October because we're going to be reviewing Ernest Scared Stupid right after this break. What's up, nerds? Tyler Mack here from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Now, you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds, Rich, Ron, and Diesel, our Nerd Council Brothers. After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, 
Give us a rating and a review and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Welcome back to Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. Oh, uh, we got a big box office this week. Coming in at number five, releasing this week, The Last Duel with $4.8 million. Number four this week, The Addams Family 2 with $7.2 million. Oh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, $16.5 million. Let's just move on past that. <laughs> <laughs> no Time to Die at number two with another $24.3 million. And then a big debut, even though it had its... All other debut on the Peacock, Halloween Kills with $50.4 million. I want to point out, huge deal for them because 50.4 was well above projection for that movie. On yes. top of that, they made a killing off of whatever they sold to the Peacock. So, big bucket of win. Uh, the review, like I said before, just so you can throw it out there, we have our full review, Horror Zone 607. Look it up anywhere. There's a special uh, episode where it just says Halloween Kills Review. Check that out. Also, the new episode is out, and it's the start of Halloween Fest. And there we review... The original Halloween in the second segment. So oh, very nice. that's that's pretty awesome for a Halloween Fest. Uh, Halloween Fest this year, by the way, on Horror Zone is going is is all the OG Laurie Strode timeline. So we're this upcoming week we'll be reviewing Halloween two, and then the final week because we missed a week because of New York Comic Con. The final week we're doubling down. We're doing H two O and Resurrection. Please pray for my soul because I have to rewatch <laughs> Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, but anyways, uh, so that's what's coming up on Horror Zone. I just want to make a side note. I know Ron saw Last Duel. I did not go see yes. it because it, I just didn't have enough time to donate two and a half hours. Did you like that? I enjoyed it actually a lot. It's a long movie. It's, it's pushing three hours. Um, it's basically based on a true story. I forget the character's names. I'm sorry. Um, and it's the same story just told from each character's point of view. I was going to say they tell the story three ways. Yes. They go so, back. They, I, and, I did find that out from my coworkers. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it was fine. And it, the end, the 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 court scene at the end is just hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I was telling Diesel about it and laughed hysterically about it. Because science, and I, then I also heard that the uh, the fight scene, the fight, oh, the fight, fight scene, scene is, is brutal. It's shit. very brutal, and it t- it's a good. It's not quick. It's, I'm gonna make my I'm gonna make my time, but it's just like finding two and a half hours to donate to a movie. Yeah. So yeah. I'll figure out a time to go see it. But I definitely want to see it. Diesel, what we got coming up in the box office? Coming up this week, we have Dune, and we have the French Dispatch, and Ron's Gone Wrong. Ron's Gone Wrong. Oh, we can make those videotapes. Hi oh. And then next week, we have Last Night in Soho, Antlers, and My Hero Academia World Heroes Mission. Dude, I have three movies I want to see next week because I've been wanting to see Antlers forever. We saw the trailer before for Halloween yes. Kills and reminded me how much I wanted to see it. So that week, I'm going to go see three move, movies. Thank you, Regal Unlimited Pass. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I wanted to do a shout out. Next week, if you guys didn't know, Diesel's Movie Club pick for next week is Dune. We'll be reviewing Dune in its entirety next week's episode. But this week, of course... You know we're going to get to a little Ernest P. Whirl. But before then, before then, we have a top three. Diesel, what's the top three this week? Your top three favorite Halloween candies. All right. So we're coming up on Halloween, and I know everybody has their own opinions. I'm, I'm a pretty plain Jane guy when it comes to Halloween candy because my favorites are my favorites. So at number three, and Halloween is an easy one, kind of, because yeah. let's think about it. Everybody has, it's just candy in general. Uh, number three, though. And I'm going to catch a lot of heat from this from some people. I actually enjoy dots. 
That's oh. right. I used to enjoy getting them in my Halloween candy. I even steal them from the kid. So that's right. I get a lot of hate from that because a lot of people don't like it. But I don't want to hear shit because some people like circus peanuts. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah, see, I knew that was going to be on your list. Uh, number two, though. Number two, I am a big Starburst fan. The little Star Starburst two packs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But number one, of course, the all-time greatest, of course, the Reese's. Not the Reese's Pieces. Not the Reese's Cups. The Reese's Pumpkins. Oh, oh they're the best. So uh, that is my number one. Ron. All right. So... Uh, number three, um, I know I'm going to get slack for this, is candy corn and the marshmallow pumpkin things. That's okay. The auto mix. Like, That's okay. Uh, I, I'm not going to pick on you even though I don't like those. I'm not going to because I like dots. Yeah, I would like, never buy dots. That's why I got them on Halloween. That's why yeah, I switched like, to Halloween. Like, my, that used to be the go-to candy jar because they last for fucking ever. So it was just at the, my house. So it's always there even when it's like middle of July. So, you know, whatever. Um, number two, I'm, I, I, I'm going to go, I'm going to, the new, the new Reese's, the Franken ones okay. where it's, it's the mint, it's a white chocolate on the bottom and, uh, and then the regular on top and the peanut butter, that's definitely there. And then number one, just, just put Sour Patch Kids just cause I enjoy Sour Patch Kids way too much. They're delicious. Oh, yeah. Uh, number three, we're going through the whole gamut of Reese's. Yeah, uh, I, by far the best though the best ratio of rich is right oh, is yeah. the Reese's pumpkins holy shit they're so good number two I'm actually also going with candy corn slash the autumn mix oh, and now it's hard to get at Halloween from trick or treating but you can always find it yeah. at all the stores and it's a glorious time of the year <laughs> and then my number one the one I always got most excited for aside from Reese's because I didn't want to just double down on that with everybody I was a big fan of the one hitter Twix bars Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Ooh. Snickers bars. I love Snickers. I don't like Snickers Halloween candy, though. I'll, if I want Snickers, I'll buy a Snickers bar. Yeah. That's but true. Twix? Oh, I always appreciate a good Twix bar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Twix yeah. is delicious. <laughs> I, I just want to throw it out there. I enjoy good Twix all the time. Sometimes I grab them here from here in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny part is their marketing. Like, their new marketing about the right and left Twix. I, I got to give them credit for that idea. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. That was a good idea at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. It is a great idea. All right. So that brings us to this week's movie review, or as we like to call it, Diesel's Movie Club. And Diesel, I already said it earlier, but what is this week's Diesel's Movie Club pick in honor of the Halloween season since you won't watch a scary movie because you're a little bitch? Oh, this, this is a scary movie, and I rewatched <laughs> it last night, and there were some scenes where I was still like, ooh, that's kind of creepy. And that is Ernest Scared Stupid. That's right. Ernest Scared <laughs> Stupid was released on October 11, 1991 with a 91-minute runtime. It was distributed by Boina Vista Pictures and the produced by Touchstone Pictures, Touchwood Pacific Partners, and M. Shell Producers Group. Uh, it was produced by Stacey Williams, Martin er Ehrlichman, and Coke Sams. And it was story by was by John Cherry Coke Sams, and the screenplay was by Charlie Gale in Coke Sams, and it was directed by John Cherry. Wow, lots of uh, mixing in there. Of course, cinematography is by Hania Barr, and edited by Craig Bassett. Uh, music by Bruce Arnston and Kirby Shelsos, and of course, it stars Ernest himself, Jim Varney, and of course. The lovely, lovely Eartha Kitt yeah, you know, yeah, as well. And so many more. Uh, it's, it's a weird universe because it is the Ernest universe. And of course, let's guess the, guess the budget of this movie was $9.6 It did have a box office. Would you guys like to guess what the box office was back in 1991? 22. Ronald. It was Ernest, so I'm going to go lower even though I was there opening the weekend. Uh, I'm going to go 17. 
You would have been closer. 14.1 million was the actual taken for Ernest Scared Stupid when it came out. So uh, let's give a the, the quick review skis as we do here. Of course, this installment of the Ernest uh, franchise uh, deals with, uh, we, we see these, these school-age kids, correct? And Ernest, our, the lovable Ernest, <laughs> is a garbage collector in the small Missouri town. And he... Uh, is, uh, of course, playing Ernest P. World as always. And despite the warnings of superstitious local old lady, Hackmore, who's played by Eartha Kitt, he accidentally unleashes devious troll, Trantor, a slimy creature confined under a tree for 200 years. Trantor changes some kids into wooden dolls and turns Ernest's dog, Rimshot, into a log. Ernest then teams up with old lady Hackmore to get rid of the beast and bring the victims back to life. Uh, let's just be honest. This movie has some of the most, like, this is my childhood in a nutshell. I love the nostalgia trip. Much like you, Diesel, I actually also did watch this movie just last night uh, to rewatch it. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, although it is dated, I still enjoyed this movie. We will get to the review. I still had a good time. It took me down the good nostalgia memory lane. Uh, I will agree with you. For a kid's movie. I, okay, so you've heard us say this on the show. For the younger listeners, the older listeners will be right with us. But for the younger listeners, we've said this numerous times. Our parents, our grandparents, <laughs> society fucking hated us. Because they tried to scare us with every movie. And the Gremlins was a kid's movie. Yep. I just like to point out The Witches was a kid's movie. Ernest Scared Stupid is a kid's movie. And the, and the goblins and trolls in this movie... Look scarier than the ones in that shitty movie called Troll Two. Yes, <laughs> they look on par with Troll One though, because the Troll One Troll Troll looks kind of like the ones from this movie. Yeah. Hmm. So I just want to throw out they do look kind of terrifying. They're slimy. They're nasty. They're ugly. I mean, we get the earnest because he because he gets slime on them, and of course, as they read this book, <laughs> it tells them how they defeat Trantor and the other goblins. Yeah, there's one item that the goblins can't stand, and it's 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 a rare item called Miak. <laughs> Which later on, by accident in the movie, we find out Miak is actually milk, and Ernest just couldn't say milk. <laughs> well, in his defense, the that part of the page was rubbed out, so it was me. K and he had to fill in the blank, <laughs> so he chose Miak instead of milk. Which, to his credit, he found some Miak. I do also like the, the the part of the movie where he becomes the war general. Yeah. <laughs> he starts pacing back like he's patting. Yeah. There's so many cool nods. Even when you get old, like watching it last night was probably the first time I've seen it in my adult life. Like as an adult adult. I, I think the last time I saw Pride was I was like 16, 17. And of course, as a kid, I watched it nonstop. Yeah. And I will say this as an adult adult. I was like. There's a lot of hidden adult humor in this movie. This is a, this is like Shrek before Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I definitely dug it. Uh, Ron, what did you think of Ernest Scared Stupid? I didn't get a chance to rewatch it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of had a few things happen. Uh, but what I remember, <laughs> like, I did watch it you know, when I was younger multiple times and enjoyed it every time. It was definitely one of those movies that shouldn't have been as freaky slash scary as it should have been or that it could have been or wasn't like it was a little it did push a little bit of an envelope so i get the fact where kids that didn't that don't really do scary did kind of get a little freaked out about it because you're right they did 
put most of that money into the costumes they had yeah. to have. That, that actually, yeah. the costumes were yeah. great on this. So it it was one of those movies as a kid. I enjoyed it. Um, I haven't seen it since I was an adult. Uh, I was an Ernest fan back then, so the whole like concept is fine. Like I watched them all, so that's why I laughed because I'm pretty sure I had my parents take me on opening weekend. That's so I was probably there in line, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. it. It definitely needs to be rewatched. Yeah, it's a it's a classic Halloween movie. It's not one of your typical ones, but it's very good. Uh, opens up great with the um, the weird footage of like B movie horror movie scenes. Interspliced with Ernest doing silly faces, which he was <laughs> yes. great at. He was absolutely oh, he's great. Oh, yeah. And you open up the movie, he gets caught in his own garbage compactor, and you realize right in the first few minutes, Ernest is pretty much immortal. He gets compacted <laughs> by a trash compactor, and his feet are sticking right by his head, and he's fine. He's in every movie, he proves that he's immortal. <laughs> yeah. yes. It's great. Um, the, uh, the, the main kid that is his little buddy, fuck that kid. <laughs> That kid, Turncoat, because his dad's the sheriff, and when Ernest is telling the sheriff about the trolls, and the kid's there, he's like, the kid gives zero backup, so that kid sucks. I hope he has never had a career after this movie, because he <laughs> was a turncoat on Ernest P. Worrell. Can I get a big shout out, though, to the two co-stars of pretty much every Ernest movie that are never, that are always unsung, and that, of course, is Bill Burge and John Cadenhead, who play Bobby and Tom Tulip. Yeah. And once again, memorable performance. They are always like the sidekicks of these movies. Although my favorite appearance of them is Ernest Scared Stupid when they're the, the security guards. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bobby's got the gun. He's like, Bobby, Bobby what's your point in that? <laughs> so if you guys don't know, the, it's the, the one is the older one and the other one's a little kind of portly, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I, I love them, and I love them again in this movie. They're, yeah. they're super funny. Like, this movie is a great feel-good. This is why on Horror Zone, this was in my top 10 essential Halloween it, Halloween time movies. Like, not like scary movies, but just Halloween time that involve Halloween in yep. them. And this is one of the one ones that made the family cut, because this is one that you can watch with your family. It's still good. You get a good laugh with. Yeah. If you... The only movie he's been in is Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> the kid. Good. Yeah, that's the only movie. He, he was, he was in a, one episode of Evening Shade. Because he turned his back on Ernest, and I'll never forgive him for that. That's right, damn it. <laughs> but before we go any further and give our scores, the nerd scores for this movie, there's only one thing we can do. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Man, Ron has been on one hell of a roll in the game lately. So, of course, we're going to go around the internet, and we're going to give out some scores around the internet, but uh, the guys are going to guess them. Whoever comes closest without going over Price is Right rules will get the point. Uh, whoever gets the points wins, and of course, there is a tiebreaker. If we go to tiebreaker, it is sudden death. Unlike the NFL, there cannot be a tie. There must be a winner, so if that has to be worth two points, so be it. Or, even better yet, if it has to be, uh, you know, it's the closest to the number. So, there you go. Right? Ready, guys? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So, we got a uh, Diesel. You go first. You're the challenger. IMDb out of 10. Using points. What did they give it? Oh, IMDb is not going to like Ernest. And they're wrong. But they're going to give it like a four. Ron. Honestly, I didn't cheat, so I didn't get to see it when I looked everything up on it. So, you say four. I, I'm going to push it just as I'm, I'm going to say five and a half. Five and a half. Yes. Ron gets the point. It's 5.8 5. out of 10. Sorry. I almost said six. <laughs> All right. Here's Ooh. the one that we get occasionally. 
out of five, using points, Voodoo. What did they give it? Oh, I forget what, how Voodoo goes. Uh, you said out of five, using points? Yeah, out of five, using points. 1.8. Diesel. 2.1. Yeah, he said. Diesel gets yeah. a point. They gave it four and a half out of five. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> I would never have caught it. Like that. a damn near perfect movie right there. <laughs> Diesel. I would never have given him that high. Rotten Tomatoes. Combined score. What did they give Ernest? Scared stupid. Wow. <laughs> what do you we're do? All, we're all in even 70. 70. Ron. Oh, God. Fuck you, Diesel. Was this one or 71? <laughs> well, I mean, he could just go in the middle, too, or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go 49. 49. Yeah. 17%. Wow. All right. So that leaves us down to the final one. It is going to be Google users. And this is the closest to the number. So it's not without going over. And this will be for the win. Ron, you get to go first. Champions advantage here. Out of 100%. What did Google users give? Ernest, scared, stupid. 72. Pick high or low. Right, see, in my head, I was thinking 80. I'm going with You 80. always go 80. <laughs> he does go 80 a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, of course we have a winner. It's not me. And new champion, Diesel. Because Google users gave it 82%. Oh, Super yeah, close. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone that high. Well, see, Google users are usually no. 88 or better, so that's why the 80 was a low for Google users. <laughs> no, I know, but I would never have gone. I w even if you went first and went 80, I would have went 79. Okay. <laughs> well, that was a good game. Diesel has regained the championship. It was a good run by Ron. Can Ron win it back next week? We'll find out because next week we will be, of course, reminding you, we will be reviewing the brand new movie, Doom, which we're going to see this week. So next Monday, that will be Diesel's movie club pick. We will give you our full-on, honest, spoiler-full review of that next week on the show and of course that'll be an opportunity for ron to regain the throne but before we close out of the segment it's time for us to give the nerd score as you guys know the nerd scale is an entertainment scale it is not a critique score this is how much a movie entertains us so that means that uh, i've said it in the past i will also give my out of 10 score because i usually do i usually get my critic score during this as well but it just means how much, because something like Maximum Overdrive will get a 4 on the nerd scale, but it get, in reality gets about a 4.3 out of 10. So, I mean, let's be honest, uh, that's, that's how this works. So, on the nerd scale, with 1 being no, 2 is you've been warned, 3 is take it or leave it, 4 is take my money, and 5 means it's certified nerd. Diesel, what did you give Ernest? Scared stupid. I would personally put it it is a four for me, but to others, if I'm recommending this movie, it's a it's a number it's a three. It's a flat out. You might not like it, but if you like it, you're gonna enjoy Ernest movies. So the nostalgia ride for you makes it a four for yeah. you. So if you're like Diesel and you find this nostalgic, you will love this movie as a four. If any or anybody else, it's still a good enough movie yeah. to show your family at a three. I like it, Ron. Now nah, I'm just gonna put it at a three. Like if you if you're a fan of Ernest in any way, shape, or form, watch it. You know if you haven't seen Ernest, watch him. You know, it, it was definitely uh, above its time at the time. Yeah. But, so it's definitely worth a watch. 
So I'm going to agree with Diesel. For me personally, if, and I would say the same thing. If it's a nostalgia ride for you, it is a four. It's a great movie. As far as the, it hits you in the feels, especially because you love the movie as a kid, it's great to show your family and start it as a tradition. But if you weren't a big, if this is a nostalgia to you, if you did not watch the Ernest movies or you're younger, it's still an entertaining movie, especially for a family movie at Halloween time. So I would say it's a three. It's a worthwhile watch. Yeah. Agreeing with. So I think we're all in agreement that this is a three overall. Uh, but if it's nostalgia bump. Uh, I'm going to say for my personal review, for, for my out of 10 score, you know, it is what it is. It's an earnest movie. And I would feel bad giving it anything. Le- I, I would feel bad giving it. Mo- I feel bad giving it as high as I give it just because it's an earnest movie. But I would feel bad giving it low because they're not bad movies. They're shot well. Yeah. The story is good. They're family movies. So I give it a five out of 10. It's right down the middle. Like, you, it's not like this is going to be a rating of not like there's nothing it's a family movie. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing ground shaking. It's an entertaining movie. That's why we all give it. I think that's why it falls in the middle zone. So if you're asking me, I give it five out of 10. Like I could crucify it because, oh my God, it's a family movie, but that would be wrong to do. And it would also be wrong to just be like, you know, because the costumes are great. The story was good in this movie. It's a lot of fun and it's a great thing to carry on as a tradition. So I give it a five out of 10 as my critic score. If you're, for those of you keeping track at home. With that being said, that will bring us to the end of this portion of the show. But you know what? We got to pay them bills, Diesel. It's time for them shameless plugs. That means if you can hear my voice, you know how to find us. But do your friends know how to find us? Do their friends know how to find us? It's simple. You type three fat nerds in any search bar where you get a podcast. Booyakasha, there we are. Remember, for everything we talk about, it is the number three, not the word three. And of course, hit smash that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcatcher you're using, so that way our show comes to you each and every week automatically. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar, Three Fat Nerds Podcast. There you're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. Three Fat Nerds Pod. Throw an at in front of it if you have to. And remember, on all the social medias, use that hashtag 3FNPod whenever talking about the show. If you need to email us for anything, or if you got a bulk supply of candy corn, email us, 3FatNerdsPod at gmail.com. Of course, there's the double down. If you aren't already, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash uh, 607 podcast because we are gonna we have a lot of things of course every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time we go live myself and Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parlor podcast talking all things pro wrestling because it's 607 TWS you're gonna want to check that out of course that is on the Three Fighters Network of Podcasting every Wednesday we wait a couple days because obviously you're gonna want to post the same two shows on the same day but uh, you can watch it live on Twitch or the replay because we leave that replay up as well if you want to see it before Wednesday. Of course, also coming up, we have a movie night. We're still going to on the day. I'm going to bring in the planner. We're going to do it this weekend so we can announce it. But in November, we are doing the movie night return because now you know, we'll be past it. And we've already decided it's going to be the documentary Superheroes. We're finally going to do it live <laughs> watch. You can hear our opinions and takes live as it happens and watch along with us. It'll be a lot of fun. And so much more. Also, I know we're going back to the fight game because we're doing UFC coming up in November as well. That is the Usman versus Colby Covington rematch of the century. Uh, and much, much more. We also do wrestling pay-per-views and everything. So you want to be over there on twitch.tv slash some podcast. Make sure you're dropping that file. And of course... If you would like to support the show monetarily and get a ton of extra bonus content, patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get a ton of stuff, and you heard us earlier. We're going to be recording I Love Movies, and I know Ron told me already, I Love Movies this month, 13 Ghosts. Do we still love it, or do we not love it anymore? We'll find out this upcoming week, and you'll find out as well. Myself and Ron will be taken down, because I'm sure Diesel shan't be joining <laughs> in, because I'm sure he's never seen this movie, because it probably scares him shitless. So remember, for that, and of course, but Love is Scary will be coming out in the upcoming week as well. And so much more. Go on over there to patreon.com slash 8122productions.
By golly, did my ears deceive me? Did you say 8122 Productions? I sure as hell did, Diesel. As in H to the double T, to the P, to the colon, to the backslash, to the other backslash, to the 81 double deuce, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S dot com. 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. Find out more about the Three Fighters podcast. Find out about Horror Zone 607. You can stream both of those great shows right from that website as well. Of course, also about 607TWS. Find out about great friends of the show like Sci-Fi Horror Fest, which hopefully will be up next year again, but we always want to give them a shout out. And of course, our friends over there at the Ocho Duro Parley Hour podcast go right over to their website. Check them out as well. Of course, the musical guests of the show. And of course, you know who does our theme? Shout at the motherfucking robots, man. Check them out. And also Tom Jolu, Second Suit, the Jasons from West Virginia, Floodlands, and the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, and so many more to add in the music section. And then, of course, we have our local sponsors. But we're going to give them a shout-out right now as well. First of all, to the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, we're talking about Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you're in the 607 or passing through and you want to find out about any events going on in the store, including the big 2K Legacy Tournament coming up this upcoming Saturday, October 23rd, you can do that by liking their page on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. Look at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the three fat nerds sent you. Ronald? Two out of ten stars. Like the Titanic, once it started shrink- sinking, it couldn't stop. I must say, even though it was slightly dramatic in the beginning, I could still watch it. I accept all the drama and decided to enjoy it. However, the second half just gets more and more dramatic as it goes on. Seriously, though, I was laughing and groaning so much my face still kind of hurts. Like, how much, how many times can they almost die? And then when people finally do start to die, everyone else is surprised. The drama was so cough, cough. Instead, I almost threw up some of seawater. Well, it, if you like it a lot, reality TV, if you like a lot of reality TV, it's basically the same thing, just with plot. I guess the acting was all right, though. Enjoy. Two out of ten stars. Titanic just sucks, people. Why was he coughing up seawater? Uh, that opening line was like, I don't know if it's supposed to be bad or good. Like, once it started sinking, it wouldn't stop. That makes me want to watch. Like, well, that's a perfect opening line for this movie. Can't stop, won't stop? Can't yeah. stop, won't stop. Titanic. I, well, I don't know when he watched it, but he posted this in April of 2021. <laughs> ah, okay. Whoa. <laughs> With that being said, everybody's a critic. But once again, thank you guys for tuning in and hearing our opinions, takes some funny shit about all things pop culture and nerd. And we do appreciate it. And uh, we definitely love having you on board. So uh, until next week, on the same time, same same day, because we always come to you. At, you know, we always come back to you. Just like just like Titanic, we will never leave you. Oh, my heart will go on. That's right. But ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And all I have left to say is later, nerds. Later. Candy apples are better than caramel apples. Fight me. Titanic just sucks, people.